This is the Video Junkyard Podcast. A place that appeals to your deepest and darkest fantasies. The dead whose haunted souls hunt the living. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. From this nightmare world emerges a fearsome half-man, half-ape with the strength of 20 demons. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I am Eric Branson. With me, as always, my good friends and co-hosts, Joe Peterson and Ryan Steiskel. How's it going tonight, guys? Very good, thank you. I'm good. I'm wired. Good. As, wi- good. as wired one could be uh, at 11 at night. Yeah. Um, but Got, uh, ADHD starting a little late, that. just coming off of a... <laughs> so. Yeah. Coming off of a, you know, hour-long conversation. Got the blood pumping, you know, about current controversies that i'm not gonna even get into on the show but yeah this is this is the latest i've been up in like a week (laughs) (laughs) it's like these nights are usually the latest i'm up all week so that's uh yep yeah i I finally got sacrifices we make for i i I have ushered into 40 with old man sleep schedule (laughs) like starting on my birthday i'm like 8 30 time to turn in (laughs) just going to bed early I did notice the other day I shot you a text at like 10.30 at night, and I didn't get one back until morning, so that was, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been an early night again, so. I would look forward to that at 40, because I I just, 2 2 a.m. is my, I might fall asleep. And that's just, I just have the nocturnal fucking sleep schedule. I've been like that for a while, like like a year, but I'm finally starting to get, and of course tonight's going to fuck it all up, but whatever. So. Oh yeah, let's <laughs> fuck be it back up with style. Yeah, nah. Yeah. Happy to help fuck up your life a little bit more because that's what you need. That's that, that's our new tagline for the Video Junkyard podcast. <laughs> We're happy to fuck up your life <laughs> just a little bit more. Just a little bit more. Just one one hour at a time. <laughs> yeah, it's a good one. It goes yeah. on the t-shirt. Next yeah. t-shirt. It would be a make, very good so. bumper sticker. <laughs> happy to fuck up your life. So. Yeah. <laughs> How's it been going with you two? And anything? Uh, Feel like you got to tell us about before we dive into tonight's movie or um, any news or things that you've seen. I did see the, uh, and I'll just very briefly bring this up because we talk about Star Wars on here a lot. I did see the the trailer for uh, the book of Boba Fett, the new upcoming Disney Plus series, and yeah, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know there was a trailer out yet. So yeah, it's and, pretty oh, cool. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. Actually, there's a, there's a number of movies and stuff coming out that I'm I'm a little eager for. I just saw the trailer today for a new uh, horror film coming out called The Black Phone, which is based on a Joe Hill short story that I read and really liked. Oh, uh, nice! Yeah. yeah. So that'll be it's. A, I'm I was surprised they made it into a movie. It's disturbing. Isn't story. it directed by Edgar Wright? Am I wrong? Maybe I miss. Um, I don't know if it's Edgar Wright. I don't no, recall. No, no. Maybe, he, but I, but but one of the movies that I was looking forward to seeing that's brand new, I think this week is uh, is actually an underrated movie, the One Night in Soho. That's the oh. other one I was thinking. I didn't know if yeah. he directed yeah. that one or if he directed the Black Phone. No, um, I guess he doesn't. Yeah, that one looks good too, and he's had a really good track record, so that looks promising. Yeah, yeah. What 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 book is Joe Hill book? Is that a story? It's a in, short story in uh, 
20th century ghosts. In 20th century? Okay, so I'm trying yeah. to figure out, because I'm, I'm about done with that audiobook, and I'm trying to figure out what story that is. I think I know what story that is now that you're... Yeah, yeah, so. it's the same title. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, just because like, I'm audiobooking so, yeah. it, like, I, mm-hmm. the titles kind of come yeah. and go. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but... Yeah, that's that's so far been probably my favorite of his short story books. There's some yeah, really I'm really there. enjoying it so far. I think I'm 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 over three quarters done. I have like an hour or so, hour yeah. or two left of the book. So I just finished the um, audio book of the Langoliers, read by Willem Dafoe. Oh, you and mentioned that. That, that sounds... was so disturbing, and it's not the story. It's Willem Dafoe. Just as a narrator, a guy's an amazing actor, but as a narrator, occasionally doing the voice of like young women and children, it's so weird. <laughs> like I can, I can kind of hear it, and yeah, I think the and there's one yeah. character Spider Man come out to play. This one girl in it who um like she's on her way to rehab, and so it's this like early '90s girl in her 20s kind of burnout thing. But he has mm. the, her voice as this like obnoxious. Bronx girl it's like it's just the weirdest thing ever I'm like where are you getting this from it's so <laughs> creepy and just going off the cuff because yeah just and it doesn't Willem help that, yeah and there's also like uh, music in the background in certain parts which I'm not a fan of in audiobooks personally but yeah. it, it just makes it sound like Willem Dafoe's one-man play of <laughs> the Langoliers and he's I just imagined him leaping around the stage <laughs> all these characters yeah so i enjoyed it all in like skin tight black leotard with like a black stocking cap that's how i'm seeing this like yeah yeah just pantomiming everything i'd pay to see this show yeah so i've got to fly this plane through the time (laughs) rip (laughs) so definitely um how about you ryan (laughs) um I mean, some of the things that I've watched recently, I'm probably gonna have to bring up again in a in one of these months' recordings because we we actually are reviewing a movie relevant to it, so I won't get into that. But you know, same more or less, enjoying a lot of the fucking trailers that come out and shit like that, and looking forward to uh, seeing a few more movies. Uh, I've only seen two so far this year, which is the first time yeah. in a long time, I... and it's only been within the past uh, two months. That I've done so. I've been in a movie theater since the year of 2019. So yeah, it's um, I'm doing my third one actually. I'm going to watch the new Bond film. So one, I I've so far I've had one movie a month. Yeah. <laughs> so since September, I pre-ordered the new Bond film on Blu-ray, assuming I'm missing it. So I'm a little peeved about it, but you know, mm, yeah. It's yeah. one of the first things I'm going to do once my kids are vaccinated is get my ass back in a movie theater because I'm I'm missing <laughs> that for sure, but. Well, yeah. now you can get them vaccinated soon here, so mm-hmm. that's good news. Yeah, well, they'll they'll be five in, in December, and honestly, if they'll take them on their birthday, <laughs> that might be what we're doing. <laughs> Happy <laughs> birthday! Just, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, that is. Give them the promise of a little bit more freedom, not much more. Yeah, just a little bit for daddy. Yeah, so we just. <laughs> yeah, well, as we're recording right now, it is uh, November third, so we just wrapped up our kind of Halloween uh, watch, you know, uh, month of October, I, I tend to uh, kind of stick to like horror or Halloween oriented things. Um, my wife and my kids actually kind of played along. So we got a pretty like good uh, list of stuff that we went through some of the highlights of things I've never I'd never seen before this year. Um, I watched the um, 
Zack Snyder uh, movie Army of the Dead, which I know he talked to, Joe mm-hmm. talked to about at one point. Uh, I actually enjoyed that quite a bit. Kind of, you know, it's Zack Snyder's big stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> but entertaining. It was, yeah. yeah it, uh, it was a fun um, movie. Yeah. I, th- I actually enjoyed it much more than I thought I did. I would. Um, I saw Halloween Kills, which I enjoyed more than everybody else that I've you know read any reviews by. I actually thought it was pretty decent. I I'm not gonna go on record saying it was great. There there's some things I have a couple gripes about, but I I don't understand the the vitriol that people have with it. But anyway, <laughs> um, I watched the Netflix Dracula series, which uh, Stephen Moffat, uh, Mark Gatiss oh. series, which was just awful. Yeah. Um, yeah, Started I was out really disappointed. Yeah, um, <laughs> so that one was a big, uh, yeah, just a kind of a big disappointment. There's a lot of things about it I liked, but as a whole, like it just did not work for me. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I yep. forgot entirely about that move, uh, that three episode show, until yeah. you just said it. I'm like, oh right. Yeah. Trying it, to think it, if there's any. Yeah. It just anything else horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anything else worth mentioning? Oh, we watched the the It movies, the newest, the recent It movies, and uh, my review is exactly what everybody else says about it. The first one's pretty decent. The second one's a train wreck. So that's yep. as far as I'll go on that one. It's, uh... I did rewatch that one too for some reason recently, and the, the second yeah. part. I'm like, nah, it still sucks. Yeah, so, it was. Yeah, it was bad, like bad, bad, and I was surprised how bad. So anyway. <laughs> no, I've actually been scrolling through. Tubi and Shutter and stuff, trying to catch up on some horror things lately. And I did see the the new Dune, and it made me want to go back and try to read Dune again. So I'm in the process of doing that. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that's the thing that I saw that I'm gonna bring up later. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're yeah, we're, we'll be talking a little bit about that. So, but I'm sure. with you. Like, I saw it on TV, and I'm like, I wish I saw this in theaters. But it is a Beautiful movie. It is a slow draw. It is not for everyone, but it is. Dune is never going to be for it. That, that, that leads never. me to believe that it's actually a fairly faithful adaptation, or you, you know, as much as you can be. Yeah. Is because because everyone's like, well, it's not for everyone. I'm like, then they did something right. <laughs> like, they did yep. something right. Yep. Yeah. And that's next but... week that you guys will be talking about that, right? Uh, next week we'll be doing um, the Last Dragon and then Dune. Oh, following that's right. That I believe. Yeah. I'll, I'll be able so. to. I'll be joining you for that. So, oh well, yeah, we'll get, yeah. drag you all the way through Dune. So that's I know all it's right. Really, much rather what you'd be doing than being on vacation, I'm sure. Well, so. yeah, and vacation got canceled, but that's okay. We yeah. got it rescheduled for March. Ah, uh, good, good. So we'll try. We we agreed that if it gets botched up this time, then that's the universe saying just don't not go. Meant to be. So we're not gonna <laughs> yeah. push it after that. But right. So. I hear the age of 42 is a good time to travel, or maybe it's that's, just the number. I don't. Yeah. bring a towel whatever you do and now we take a quick break to let you know about some other excellent podcasts that you should check out I would like to invite you to take a trip across all of time and space join us in the police box as we discuss the worlds of Doctor Who in a completely random order we discuss it all TV stories, audio adventures, novels, nonfiction books, and on and on. I'm your host, Eric Branson. I would be very happy if you'd join me for the Police Box in the Junkyard podcast. The Police Box in the Junkyard podcast is a proud partner of the Video Junkyard podcast and can be found on most major podcast platforms including SoundCloud, Podcast Addict, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and Spotify. 
Studio Junkyard Podcast. So yeah, we're going to shift gears here uh, from October where we spent most of the time talking about Halloween-oriented stuff and horror movies to doing a November that's pretty, well, at least half action-packed. We uh, Last week, uh, you guys heard the Street Fighter show, and uh, so we're going to keep that ball rolling with some more action films, and we're actually going to talk about what better action (laughs) what i would consider to be one of the most essential action films of um, the 20th century and that is the bruce lee vehicle enter the dragon roper williams and lee the deadly three penetrate the secret chambers of an evil island empire what do you know about Han? he lives like a king on that island totally self-sufficient a fortress without walls protected by an invincible army that needs no ordinary weapons this is enter the dragon the first martial arts film produced by a major hollywood studio john saxon is roper he was in it for the money u.s karate champion jim kelly as williams He was there because he had no choice. Black Belt Hall of Fame undisputed martial arts champion and international film star Bruce Lee. His job was to get them out alive. I'm hoping you'll join us, represent us in the United States. You want me to join this? Roper, Williams, and Lee. Just when they think they've broken the secret of the island, they find there is no escape from the inscrutable Han. Warner Brothers presents Enter the Dragon, where the world's greatest martial arts athletes meet the ultimate challenge with the most ancient and deadly of weapons, the human body. Enter the Dragon. From Warner Brothers. Enter the Dragon 1973 was directed by Robert Klaus, written by Michael Allen, stars Bruce Lee, John Saxon, Jim Kelly, Bob Wall. Uh, I, I'm going to struggle with a couple of the Asian movies. It's Shikin is the, as, as Juan in the, yeah. So, uh, anyway, yeah. So, um, definitely the quintessential Hong Kong kung fu movie i believe i don't think anything could you could think of as more iconic and influential in that genre also the movie that kind of broke bruce lee and hong kong cinema um onto a worldwide stage which is unfortunate because bruce lee you know passed away so shortly after actually before it's theatrical release so shortly after the film was completed um yeah when he was doing uh another movie that year Game of Death, I believe. Yeah, yep. Game of Death, yep, which was never finished. So, well, I mean, people have finished it like 14 times, but it was never finished by Bruce Lee, so there's a lot of Game of Deaths out there. But, right. Yeah, and um, I've seen one of those versions. There I is know. a preferred, like, official version that they finished that has a couple of the fight scenes. It's got, like, the Chuck Norris Bruce Lee fight scene from Game of Death is in it, and, uh, yeah, anyway. But, anyway, yeah. Enter the Dragon. Enter the Dragon. Yeah, I'll get you a, a quick synopsis of this one. Um, Bruce Lee plays a martial arts expert determined to help capture the narcotics dealer whose gang was responsible for the death of his sister. Lee enters a kung fu competition in an attempt to fight his way to the dealer's headquarters with some help from friends. That makes it sound very like a very jolly like. Yeah, right. right? Like through the like a like a kid <laughs> special at the end. We're gonna find that yeah. Sharon. 
was the real winner. Yeah, yeah. What that to- synopsis totally misses is that it's kind of the the thing that's I think just sticks with me about this movie is the perfect like fusion that it has between a Hong Kong kung fu movie, yeah, a spy thriller and a black a 70s black exploitation movie. Mm-hmm. Like oh, they're yeah. just all kind of like bam like in there and it it all goes together so nicely and just ingredients into like the final product. So not it's, that I'm showing it's... my hand on my feelings about this movie but <laughs> it is a beautiful it is a beautiful executed combination of yeah. such things and so fat so much in fact that it influenced so many other genres after the fact in different ways um right especially anime uh me being the big anime fan on here and uh yeah this is my first time seeing this movie and I now know where all those things officially come from. Like, mm-hmm. I had a vague understanding, but now experience in this movie, I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not to show my hand too early, either. Oh, this, this one, <laughs> yeah, it, it's so influential. You see, you yeah. still see aspects of this in modern action films um, and all of the different subgenres. I mean, you're still seeing influences from this that are pretty clear. Um, yeah. And, and so, yeah, there's something really unique about about this one because like you said it's not like it was the very first kung fu movie no there were plenty before this but it just yeah nailed everything in just the right way well not and even more so the performance of just bruce lee himself Mm -hmm. it's like i grew up watching a lot of the like the um, on tv land the old green hornet and like Mm -hmm. loving bruce lee and shit so that was actually the most exposure i got to bruce bruce lee I never actually really watched one of his films, unfortunately, because he was such like his 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 presence was so thick in the cultural zeitgeist that I didn't feel like like there was no strong urge to see it because you feel like you already know everything about him. But to actually see him in a movie. Oh, um, yeah, it's impressive. If you if you haven't seen it before, like it's <laughs> it breaks my heart to know that he 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 passed away way too soon. Mm-hmm. And like how quick I can I understand why people felt so strongly that they did about him. Like, oh my God, this man. He mm-hmm. he was breaking barriers more than he was breaking fucking backs. I think or faces. <laughs> yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. Um, and Ryan, you mentioned this is the first time that you you've seen this. Joe, what what is your history? I, the uh, I this was my first full sit down watch it. I'd seen parts of it. I'd seen the last 20 minutes and I'd seen like, you know, 15 minutes in the middle here and there, like walking into the room kind of a thing. But this was my first sit down, watch the entire thing all the way through in one sitting. And wow. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I was, I was again, showing hands. I was, I was pleased. (laughs) You know, what sucks is that, uh, the first time seeing this type of movie is when we watched, um, uh, Kentucky Fried, whatever. Oh, oh yeah, yep. Uh, the the parody film, and and I of that. wish I watched this movie before I watched that movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. It didn't ruin. I think we this movie didn't. It wasn't ruined. I'm just saying, like, I yeah. I, kept I think we kind of talked about when we talked about Kentucky Fried movie that like, if you've seen Enter the Dragon, this parody is much more funny. If you haven't, it just doesn't really like, <laughs> you know. Um, because it is a pretty faithful parody in a lot of ways. Like it's a yes. it's a mini version of this movie. Yeah. Well, and I want to mention too. You know, we've covered martial arts on the show before. We we did, um, you know, uh, you know, flying guillotine. 
Yeah, that was mm-hmm. fun. covered that yep. one. But that I wasn't was, there for the episode, but I uh, definitely watched it. <laughs> that was <laughs> such yeah. a, a a different. Um, that was such a different kind of film, though, because a lot of it relied more on on weapon work, which there's some in this one, but you're seeing that wasn't as much realistic martial arts that you see in this. No, um, it was more martial arts style film. Yeah, uh, where this is more. Well, this was like what a U.S. and China crossover, like collab situation, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe Bruce Lee started making this film in Hong Kong um, with a different, little bit different script, um, and it was picked up. Oh, I'm getting this off of uh, something I remember reading on the Wikipedia page, but um, Warner Brothers came in while this was already in process. And brought in some of their producers, and then their producers kind of talked him into like, um, and I don't want to, I don't want to give them all the credit. I think Bruce Lee was totally into the idea as well, but like bringing in the like different um, the the cultural uh, protagonists. So we have a, you know Bruce Lee as the Asian protagonist, and John Saxon as the white protagonist, and um, Jim Kelly as the uh, like uh, black protagonist in the movie, and yeah. um, bringing those cultural kind of not only just there's people and characters in, but also the styles of movies. So you get this kind of like, like we were talking about at the top of the show, this, this like beautiful fusion of three different genre, distinct genres. Now it's, I think the Kung Fu, like the Hong Kong style shines the, the most here. It's still very much a Kung Fu movie, but there's certainly elements of, uh, you know, James Bond, 60s, the, uh, um, spy thriller. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah, so I like to sort of go ahead a little bit on a tangent there, but like I think yes, it was started as a small budget picture in Hong Kong. It kind of evolved into this. Uh, I was gonna say bigger budget, but they did. I mean, they made this thing for under a million dollars in 1973, which is still a very low budget movie. I think 850 thousand. Um, it goes on to make 350 million dollars, <laughs> you know, worldwide. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, this yeah, one this a... was pretty impressive. I mean, compared to some of the even even the other kung fu films and, and martial arts films that I've seen, just again the the influence of this one on on other forms has really struck me. It's like the biggest thing in my notes about this. It's, yeah, so this it's has a... been borrowed so often. Yeah, the, like the even the plot structure of it, where uh, you know Bruce Lee plays a, a kung fu martial artist and instructor that is a uh, you know kind of enlisted by uh, British intelligence to go and investigate a suspected uh, crime lord named Han, who is uh, um, hosting a martial arts tournament on a mysterious island that he owns where his martial arts school is. But um, it's kind of, it's revealed through flashback that uh, Han is actually, yeah, Lee suspects Han of being the person who killed or had his sister killed, who is their... Um, I don't know if also working as an investigator. I'm not even sure what the <laughs> where that fits into the drug, but drug trafficking and uh, prostitution it was part just, of the uh, story. But I think it was just um, the bodyguard O'Hara, his, uh, mm-hmm. the drug lord's bodyguard, and his goons were just in an area harassing his sister and okay, yeah, the other and dude. she could, she's the and 
kudos to the sister as well. She kicks the shit out of like five or six guys. Like she's a martial arts expert uh, yeah. herself. Yeah. And it's a, and she she dies by her own hand. Like yes, she's just, rather she's than cornered. To... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So it's like, but yes, responsible for her death still, regardless. But yeah, it is. It's a plot we see often repeated after this, and I'm not sure this is really the first time it's ever existed, right? But, um, but yeah. So the, all of these different martial artists are being drawn to this island for this big, illustrious, mysterious tournament. Yeah. Um, that's happening on Han's island, and they all seem to come with their own, you know, agendas as well. Like yeah. Lee being obvious, you know, working with the British intelligence agents. Uh, John Saxon's character Roper, um, you know, it's a, a gambling. gambling addict yeah. who's who's uh, who's somewhat being enlisted or being you know kind of groomed by Han to become one of his uh, either partners or I don't know if henchmen necessarily, but come get in uh, on the deal, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then uh, yeah, Jim Kelly is Williams, who's a black martial artist, uh, invited the island, and he and Roper are. Um, old Vietnam buddies and um, yeah so there's it abounds in cliches but I'm not sure how much of the how much how cliche this was in 1973 and how much of this we've seen because of Enter the Dragon and what an influence you know influential film this was so um, but yeah so one I can think of from our youth right off the top of it since you guys you know watched Street Fighter last week is the um, Mortal Kombat film uh, from what from when we were young I've not seen the more recent one or just but Mortal Kombat in general. Certainly is just this plot <laughs> rehashed. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's it's basically Enter the Dragon with a few more special effects. But well, I mean that's what uh, Mortal Kombat is. Is like the yeah. game itself. The story is you come to an like interdimensional uh, battle or battle between dimensions on an island, um, and each character has their own backstory and motivations. And you get that mm. here, too, which I thought was really fun and cool. Uh, like, learning about, like... I will say this, though. Uh, uh, Jim Kelly's uh, Williams kind of kind of gets the short end of the stick. Like, y- you see, like, Bruce Lee's motivation is uh, working for a government and uh, kind of getting revenge for his, uh, his sister. Uh, mm-hmm. And then John Saxon as Roper, uh, gambling debts, you know, very like, hey, if I can, I can get out of this if I win this money. And like that, that works. Jim Kelly Williams. Why? Why did you join this tournament? Um, I don't know. Like some cops tried to harass me. I kicked their ass and stole their car. And now I'm here. I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> in trouble with the law. But... Uh, I mean, later on, he says he does it because he he wants to to be the best at stuff. So right. like it's mentioned later on, but I'm just saying why everyone else was getting like a definite, <laughs> like you, yeah, you, you could have got that. But, um, but I think it was approached in an interesting way because it was, it was, you know, a definite depiction of, you know, racist police in, Oh God. In yeah. Big city. Uh, one yeah. thing and, that did you know, not he, fucking he was change to a situation that, yeah. So yeah, definitely pointing out something that probably in 1973 wasn't super common to pop up in a, you know, action movie, which were considered, you know, certainly considered lowbrow at the time and often still are. Mm-hmm. But definitely the black exploitation element, like, yep, like, you know, black man has to, you know, be strong in a world that does not care for him. And they kind of showed that for a brief bit. Yeah. It was fun to well, watch him he just, kick their fucking asses. I won't lie. Williams, yeah. the character, just kind of like 
exudes cool throughout this whole thing. Like, so he's just, fucking He's got much. all the best lines, yeah. and, like, he's just, yeah, he's just... And that it reminds me of characters that they would write as the leads in a lot of the exploitation movies, like Shaft, like, well, right. in, a, in a more comedic way, but we, we watched Dolomite on the show, but, yeah. Um, or, definitely uh, that's a product of, of something... That's probably a product of this movie. You know, you roll you roll the snowball down far enough, you land at something like Dolomite as well. But, oh yeah, I was I was also like this movie was a major so, influence on Dolomite, so that's yeah, got yeah. that that is a compliment, you know. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. The fact that like uh, someone like Bruce Lee uh, could have equals in all walks of life, one would say, uh, and that. I don't know if they kept all spoiler alert about what happens to Williams's character. You know, he gets killed off, unfortunately. Like, um, yeah, I think at the although you never like that. see him, see him die. They, if they were ever to make a sequel, you know, he had to at least you know not. Well, they pass do, away, they drop him in the water and he never comes back out. So yeah, yeah, I guess. But yeah. but yeah, you could certainly sequel him back alive because you never actually see him die. So that's so. Yeah. Right, anyway, and I, under- I understand the thinking. stakes of like having to kill like one of the main threes to, you know, for the well, plot. and it but was supposed to be Roper. It should Roper have been Roper. It makes more die, sense. But uh, John Saxon <laughs> wouldn't do it. His agent. Uh, oh, that's shitty. yeah. John Saxon wouldn't do it. He wanted a switch. He didn't want to die in it, and uh, so yeah, that's, they switched the characters. Uh that's some bullshit. Mm. Because you, know. you think out of the two characters, one is just a dude trying to be the best that he can be. The other dude's just doing it out of gambling debts. Yeah. 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 yeah there there, there could have been a, a way to... Kelly got done dirty. Do that a little <laughs> so. different, I guess. But, you know, it, it's, it, it does work still. I mean, it's still, it still it checks the box, like you said, that kind of needed to be checked with, okay, I get one of you has to go for this plot to work. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, and that, that's what I read. Like the original Roper, but... Yeah, the script had it as Roper was the guy that that kicked yeah. it, but yeah. yeah uh, well, fuck. Not every. Th- it's still seventy three, right? Seventy two, seventy three when this was made. Yeah. Seventy three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I actually so, think it's a pretty progressive film in a lot of ways for nineteen seventy three. So. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of so. like the yeah, still more progressive than that, I suppose, kind of situation to that. Yeah. So what about Han as a villain? What are your um, thoughts on that? I like Han as a villain, actually. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I buy him as a like physical villain for Bruce Lee. So when they get to that fight scene, yeah. it's unfortunate that it's kind of anticlimactic because there's been like three superior fight scenes prior to this one. Um, but I, I like his presence. I like the way the actor um, um, Sheikhin, I believe his name is, um, is uh, the way he plays the character like i you know it's he's again i feel like it's a performance that's often parodied in movies like this um yeah it's very uh bond villain-esque but yeah, not I mean, in a cheesy way no, is who it yeah. is if you're familiar mm-hmm. with that film like it's almost the exact same character the mysterious island the you know army of um good-looking women and like, it's just like Fake uh yeah which yep, is a hand, cool fucking hands, element yep. yeah absolutely yeah, so it, although I don't think Dr. No ever puts on, you know, different claws and stuff onto his hands. But, yeah, it's essentially he's the same character. He's a, he's a James Bond villain, and maybe that's why I like him so much, but he's, like, he's just that kind of classical. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, of course, he's, you know, running the underground uh, human trafficking and um, opium, you know. Yeah. 
drug network that, out of his martial arts school. <laughs> I also like the the villain Bolo, like the yes, yes I was going to bring him up too. Yeah, Bolo was kind of fun. <laughs> Bolo, Bolo is he like me seeing the anime part, the like where anime took some things too, or maybe this is just a thing in general, but just having that that juggernaut of a henchman. Um, I guess that's awesome fucking mm-hmm. Bond films too. But I was think I was looking oh, yeah. at the anime elements of that with Bolo and just like the ridiculousness of just like like his brute strength and uh, yeah, very fucking fun. Um doesn't that actor actually appear in other movies? Well known movies? I think he he's been familiar. in a lot of stuff. Like yeah, I think he's in a Van Damme movie or two as well. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, maybe very possible. I'm looking at his thing now. Yeah, he's in Bloodsport. Um, if you've that's seen that one, that's but, where like, I yeah. think I might have recognized him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, and I feel like I recognize him from e- even more stuff. But all like I thought he was in, in like seventies and eighties, and yeah, yeah. I thought he might have been in uh, uh, what is it? Yeah, he's in a lot of fucking movies of Van Damme. Uh, I was I was thinking. I guess I was thinking <laughs> yeah. like Big Trouble in Little China, but I might be confusing. That. Well, he's also uh, in Kentucky Fried Movie. Oh, is he? <laughs> Okay. Okay then. <laughs> yeah. So that's about as authentic as you can get, right there. So, for a yep. parody of this movie, just get him back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, he has a movie just called Bolo. Sweet. Because his name is oh, Bolo. Yeah. <laughs> so. Nice. He just keeps it. It's just him. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then there's the other the other big bodyguard, the big big white guy, bearded white guy, uh, O'Hara, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. is the person responsible for the attack on you know Lee's family and and the death of his sister. Yeah. Um, and there there's a pretty good fight scene with him as well. Yeah. Um, Especially when Bruce Lee just totally. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a show off scene essentially, but it's it's great. Um, and I think that's where you the maybe the best example of you getting what Bruce Lee's all about. Um, so you yep. get his, his swagger, his confidence makes you kind of uh, believe the uh, I don't know if you guys have seen Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but Tarantino's interpretation of what Bruce Lee might have really been like <laughs> so oh, from that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just know the controversy between that because of like his daughter yeah. did not care for that. No, oh, yeah, they did, his whole family did not care for that depiction. But anyway, but, and uh, yeah, so. oh the, uh, uh, all the, yeah. But I don't know. I I yeah. do like the, um, yeah, that scene with O'Hara. Yeah, it was probably my favorite fight scene in this one. Mm-hmm. Just because of that, like what you said, it, it really kind of shows what kind of stuff he could do, and I just the 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 quick movements. And I know there's always you know in a lot of these kind of movies there's you know playing with the camera speed and stuff like that, but still there's that's, there's an incredible amount of precision. That's um, him though. His, yeah, yeah, that's full on him. Like yeah, Bruce Lee did have a stunt double in this movie, but I think they only use it for some of the jumping. And um, basically, things were probably Warner Brothers like, no, you can't do that because we have it. We, you know, have an insurance policy on this movie. So, right. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. And I think you could tell, like, you could always tell when it's authentic versus. I think that's just wrong with the Han fight scene at the end. Is like you could tell a lot of 
Han is not Han, you know, because they cut it totally differently. It's shot close. It's cut into small pieces. Um, when you get, a, you know, a scene with Bruce Lee and other martial artists, you're seeing whole body shots. You're seeing longer takes. You're seeing movement, you know, in its entirety. Yeah. And that's how you can kind of tell the authenticity of, you know, these people are really moving that way. I don't think they're speeding the camera up. In fact, I can tell they're not speeding the right. camera up in, in this. Uh, right. Yeah. Right. It's, um, yeah, it's just, it's incredible. And, you know, the, the famous nunchuck scene is in this too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is just so cool <laughs> god man um, i think like no, just yeah. watching any video or movie with bruce lee with nunchucks like the one demonstration video that he did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like oh my god it's just like wow human perfection oh that's it yeah. i don't need to do anything Pretty else close. it's already been achieved I, i'm good folks <laughs> i'm just yeah. gonna sit and eat fritos um <laughs> I, there is no pressure on my end anymore <laughs> Yeah. Well, like I said too, like before we were recording, like this guy too is really in his peak, you know. Yeah. No, absolutely. With his abilities, I mean, it looks like negative body fat, just and I pure think, muscle and speed and. I yeah. think that's yeah, what made cool. it so more impactful when he died, just like yeah. at thirty-two. Because he like, seems to be the pinnacle of you know, fit you know, perfect human being or whatever, but right. turns out he was abusing the hell out of his body. And, uh, that's probably what, you know, as, as far as people could tell what killed him. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of conspiracy, like with everything, oh, yeah, <laughs> any mysterious death in Hollywood, you get that, all yeah. of that kind of stuff. But, but yeah, as far as, as far as any, you know, according to a 2018 and I'm getting this off of Wikipedia, but a 2018 biography, his, his death was caused by, um, well, cerebral edema or edema is the swelling of the brain is, is what literally caused his death. But they think it might have actually been heat stroke that killed him. It's prolonged and, like and started it. Yeah, whole heat stroke. Downhill. So. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. Ain't there's, no shit, people. Global warming. Recycle there, or something. There's also been apparently um, discussions over the last 10 to 15 years now about remaking this no why i think there's a reason it hasn't been done and that's yeah because who do you get well yeah yeah i mean like and why would why you watch a movie like a you know a a kung fu movie like this is there's a certain amount of physical exploit that is uh uh you know part of the reason you pay the impressive admission to watch to see something like this yeah and i just don't see it you know, and the pulling. Not that there aren't totally talented martial artists out there. I'm sure they could find somebody to pull off. You know, some some similar things to what's going on here. But I just don't see even modern filmmaking that that's going to be the focus of the movie. Um, I have a bad feeling they would totally miss the point of what it is that's so interesting about a movie like this, and that you'd get some something totally different. I mean, I think at this point, like because of what it is in cinema history, like. You can make things influenced off it just fine. That's cool. That's what people have done. But to mm-hmm. remake it? No, there's no need. That's like saying, you know what we should do? Let's remake uh, Kubik's uh, uh, The Shining. Let's just redo the whole fucking... Like, no, what's the point? It's it's how it was done, who was in it, and, and like who made it is what made that work. And that's why it stands the test of time. Same with this exactly it's like 
mm-hmm. there's right like you said there's no reason like uh yes yeah. i mean the, magic the other characters already. are great there there are you know th- four or five solid like interesting characters in this movie but without bruce lee this movie doesn't hold together like the kung fu element of it kind of falls off and then it's just i mean he's still he's still the glue that holds this whole thing together so like if you wanted to make some kind of a sequel maybe fine i don't like in the same universe maybe same vein but to remake it all together eh. i'd rather have a sequel than that i mean they already did it's called kentucky fried movie and it's a fistful of sequence in there yeah um no apparently in 2007 uh, there was a discussion about remaking it as like a thriller, and it again never happened. But it was going to be like a, I guess a TV series, maybe it, maybe a TV film. Oh, but, like expand on more like fighters, like maybe. That. I I don't know. It because yeah. I would be for that. Like I already feel like the uh, but you could just do something. The Mortal Kombat movie and, and and many other movies in the same vein, kind of. You know, remade it in a in a way, so yeah, that's uh, yeah. I mean, essentially, this I've read. You know, they did not just Mortal Kombat, but the video games themselves, like fighting video games, kind of you know came out of yeah this movie, like this whole idea. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. everybody yeah. when they say everyone was kung fu fighting, they're not fucking joking. Yeah, <laughs> right. And they were yeah, fast this is as a legitimate. legitimate phenomenon when this you know this exploded this was the this was the real deal like i think bruce lee had a fan base prior to this but this was when he became a household name all over the world so yeah and unfortunately right around the time that they were getting everyone was getting the news that he had died so yeah yeah well and like you said i don't think uh expanding it into a series or anything like that because the, the story's fun and it is influential but without somebody of bruce lee's caliber it's it's gonna pale yeah and you know. nor should well, there be even an imitation yeah. there shouldn't even be an imitation no yeah there were you know multiple director kurt sutter spike lee brett ratner even were attached to a yeah, remake of this that. at one like, point what? it's like no okay. thanks yeah i could see spike lee doing something interesting with it but i still don't think it's a good idea so yeah <laughs> Yeah, and well, even even if you found somebody who was incredibly skilled and talented to star in the, in it, um, there's always going to be that comparison. Yeah, and that's and, not fair and that then right. that may not be fair, but it's what what you get. Um, so I yeah I don't see it as I don't see it as something that that would go over well, which is probably why it hasn't happened and they haven't been able to get it off the ground despite so many people being attached to the project in one form or another. Um, over the years it, it just, yeah, yeah I, I think this is one that it's better left just as it is and there's plenty of films that have been like that some for various reasons but you know I, I think back to when uh, and this seems like an odd comparison to bring up but when Gus Van Sant remade Psycho oh god yeah which was <laughs> with Vince Vaughn yeah, <laughs> like it was literally a shock for shot remake. Utility. Yeah, with with like the exception of maybe two shots or two scenes or just two additions where they changed things a bit. And they didn't even change things. They added uh, scenes back in from the novel and the original screenplay that were cut prior to. Okay. Yeah, so and it, it was, was it was boring. From, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was boring because it was literally the exact same film. Yeah, with yeah. with inferior performances 
and uh right yeah. and it's not that the performances were all terrible it's just by the comparison of that film that they were based on of the original psycho it was just it it didn't work yeah. in, in yeah. this new version Agreed. so i think do this is another one of those movies that would be kind of up in that upper echelon of cinema where they're kind of timeless stop touching it yeah yeah, I agree that the, remaking this movie is a very bad idea because so, you know, all you Hollywood bigwigs that tune into the Video Junkyard podcast. That's, that's right. We said take. no. Yep. No way. <laughs> Unless Don't here, touch it. I'll, I'll give I'll give this unless it's a sequel exploring maybe the like uh, uh, the son of uh, Williams who comes yeah. back. I could see something spinning off something like that. Like a work. spinoff. Like, I yeah, I should say spinoff, earlier. not yeah. sequel. But yeah. Get, let Williams have his due. Uh, yeah, that's true. And, and maybe reignite like a more modern day black exploitation. Uh, but I mean, have it still take place in a certain time period though, because I mean, his kid would have to be like probably be like was seventy three, so probably be in the eighties or even nineties. I could I yeah. fucking watch take that. place in the nineties. Yeah, I would do it. We're starting to see more of that though. I've started to see films and TV shows that take place in the nineties, and I'm like. Why would you do that? And then I realized, oh, yeah, growing up, that was like me seeing a show that takes place in the 60s. Yep. Oh, shit. <laughs> 30, over 30 years <laughs> <Yep>. ago now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I try not to think about it, but yes, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> yeah. You're all. We all are, kid. It all happens very quickly. It happens. And yep. you realize yeah. that life is small. <laughs> so. so. But, uh, but. And you'll never be better than in Bruce Lee, so... Just give up now. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. There's so, no words of encouragement here. Yeah. Guys, have any uh, final thoughts on Enter the Dragon or anything that we didn't um, touch on before we start wrapping it up? Um, uh, no. I mean, I could start with the with a final thought and a grade, though, if you're interested. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, I guess no, this this one it, it's. Like I said, I, I'd never seen it all in one sitting, but I'd seen enough of it. And really, I think if you grew up watching action movies in the 80s or 90s, you were you already saw like pretty much the spirit of Enter the Dragon because it permeated into pretty much every action thing we grew up with. Um, yeah. It, in this, and the kind of even though like we said at the beginning, this is a this is a movie that's a little bit older than what we usually review on the mm-hmm. show. But considering what it's influenced. It's influenced so many of the films that we've talked about on here over the years. Um, yeah. It's kind of a crime that we didn't get to it sooner. But, yeah, this one, it, it, the performances are, are really good. I mean, I keep in mind when it when it was made and kind of how dialogue was written back then. and Because it is, it is from a particular period of time in the early 60s. So, uh, but, yeah, or I'm sorry, 70s. Uh, mm-hmm. But it um, overall just seeing Bruce Lee at this point in his career in a film that you know is is influential in and of itself but with him in it is just awesome so this one's getting an A I, I don't think I could give it anything other than that it's like the quintessential 70s martial arts action film and as, as well as black exploitation you know just because it pulls in so many different subgenres so yeah I'm gonna go with an A pretty easy Ryan, what do you think? It's going to be a lot of the same echoing. Um, th- like, this being my first watch, I can tell you, like, within the first 
five minutes of watching this movie that I was going to give it an A. And uh, watching it all the way through, yeah, it's an A. Like, it's a very strong performance. It's a very fun performance. It's nice seeing, um, like, how impactful Bruce Lee is and, like, what it is that makes him so impactful um, as an icon. And this movie definitely showing that. Uh, to see the explorations of different genres as uh, like martial arts, black exploitation, and so on. As we said, it's like really cool to see it in this. Um, it is a shame that what uh, with the whole um, switcheroo with uh, Saxon and Kelly's characters, uh, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate. Um, but I mean, also like fucking seventy three. Yeah, this movie can only do so much. <laughs> so uh, in terms right. of uh, progressive uh, approaches to things, I suppose. But I mean, it's it's fucking great. I wish and it and it hurts because I really wish to see would I wish I could have seen even more as everyone else I'm sure is uh, Bruce Lee in these kind of like like oh my God this would have been like a new whole Bond franchise like if if allowed to grow you know and i thought that i think that mm-hmm. would have been interesting to really approach that like um to see someone like bruce lee's character just uh character of lee just go nuts um actually be able it. to be an international superstar for a little while yeah be, but like you know dead as it was blowing up but <laughs> but like not like james bond with this like drunk womanizer uh white dude but like this like kind of humble uh, underground street fight. I, he's not underground, but he's going through these underground things, uh, and, and kind of like no, kind of like a, a secret agent. He is a secret agent uh, for hire, essentially, which is a really cool concept. Um, and mm-hmm. cool to see that explored more. Um, but yeah, I love it. It's an A. <laughs> yeah, I easily. Was gonna probably repeat about the same review i do have one final thought real quickly and then then i'll give it the same review is uh (laughs) i i definitely grew up like most of my watching like action movies on cable and stuff uh but i was really and still am a big fan of the james bond movie franchise and what i found was so interesting about enter the dragon not that it has a lot to do with james bond but that it certainly takes influence from 60s spy films and obviously the Connery James Bond movies being kind of the quintessential 60s spy films um, takes a lot of influence from those. And then in turn, Enter the Dragon is such a phenomenon that the the 70s James Bond movies then take a lot of influence from Enter the Dragon and try to enter and put a lot of like martial arts stuff, especially I'm thinking about the uh, portion of the man with the golden gun where there's a whole like dojo scene and like, you know, sequence and, you know, big kung fu fight um, tournament even. And like it becomes Enter the Dragon for a few minutes there in the middle. So I mean, there's even um, a like move what bond film with shatner where they put him in yellow face so uh, that's that's the one is it the same one golden is that the the, the the bomb film where he goes undergoes the surgery? oh no it's uh you only live twice you only live twice uh, that's Sean right connery when they have him yeah. yeah in uh asian makeup so yep yeah, yeah, that <laughs> <laughs> not yeah. gonna fly. Not gonna fly. But yeah, anyway. Uh, so that, I find it interesting that like it's such an influential movie that it literally like the thing it was taking influence from turns around and and is influenced by it. So yeah, anyway, just a comment. But that's a good um, impact. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So this is not only like just an extremely fun and entertaining action film, uh, but yeah, it's stylistically and um, it's just an iconic movie. I think that it basically, if you have any interest in this form of cinema, that you need to see. But yeah, it's so you could just see its cultural impact because it's so often imitated and um, just throughout time. As you watch this thing, you can see. Like I said earlier, things that kind of seem like cliches, but I got to thinking like, oh, you know, are these these cliches because of Enter the Dragon? Is this why, you know, why we see this? And and I think in many cases that the answer is yes, that it is. It's uh, Mm -hmm. so, yeah, obviously it just, you know, quickly reiterate that the things that I enjoy or that I really think are important that you guys pointed out is is Bruce Lee at his at his peak here. I mean, it's just uh you get to see why this man is an international phenomenon and you you fully just by the time you watch this film you fully understand it if you have any questions about why people revere or did revere bruce lee as an as an artist as an actor as a filmmaker um just watch this movie and you'll get it by the end you won't need any further explanation (laughs) you'll get it within the first five minutes yeah (laughs) yeah he's a presence that uh is Often, very often imitated and, and never matched. So, um, yeah. yeah, this is an A movie. So I think we're going to get uh, another triple A. This is getting, it's rare, but it's happened a couple times recently. But, uh, yeah, so we... Triple uh, A threat. We had yeah. one recently, AAA too, I think. With, uh, yeah, I think we had another one recently, and it's it's eluding me of what it was. and it's. Pro- I want to say so it was Fright Night. I'm... Oh, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, yeah could have been. <laughs> yeah. 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 Keep it up, so people. That's, that's Whoever suggesting gold shit. standard, yeah, gold <laughs> standard for movies is the Video Junkyard Podcast Triple A review. Uh, yeah. So yeah, if you for any reason haven't seen Enter the Dragon, um, do so as soon mm-hmm. as you can. <laughs> yeah, what's uh, wrong and, with you? And streaming you... on HBO Max at the currently, um, but yeah, it's definitely one that's good enough that if you uh, there's you know moderate. Uh, fairly inexpensive dvd copies of this available out there and uh, you just add it to the collection oh i do have one thing i for almost forgot to bring this up it has to do with the final scene the whole fight scene in the mirror room did make me mm-hmm. beg the question of what kind of sadist uh has a entire mirror room not just that but if you look at the background of the the room itself like some of the objects in there sink and bathtub which i imagine this is a bathroom there has to be a toilet so not only do you have a mirror maze you put it in a fucking bathroom which is like the <laughs> worst fucking place to have a mirror maze um, yeah that's a good point yeah that's true <laughs> like that just shows you how sadistic uh, our main yeah. villain is here. <laughs> Would you like more wine? You just get him really drunk and then be like, now choose where's the toilet. <laughs> yeah. Get a little drunk and have to walk in and be like, oh gosh, where's the toilet? <laughs> it's like, but ultimately, it'd just be just bad for Han. Han's going to end up having to have somebody clean it up when they when they choose wrong. You just got to so, smear the mirrors, man. Smear I the just mirrors. Don't, yeah, I don't, I don't understand his motivation with that. If it's meant to be torture, it's like, who's... Maybe it's masochistic? I don't know. Maybe he I mean, that. it's a secret wall in his trophy room with bathroom stuff. There's a lot of questions. But yeah, maybe it's I, just the, for the, him and he yeah. sits there... And watches himself go from like every all these different angles. angle, yeah. And yeah. that's just his maybe kink. I don't he know. He has like lavish drug dealing parties in this bathroom, like the guy he, from Frankenhooker. 
You know, so. maybe there's that. Oh, but here's yeah. this. He, I will point out this. He does only have one hand, so maybe he needs more precision with the weapon. And maybe the mirrors help. There you yeah. go. That's actually a like very logical point there. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, so in other words, they have their their last fight in like a large medical device. Yeah, actually. <laughs> Carnival Puts it in a whole new context. Yeah, I'm changing my grade. No, I'm not. <laughs> a, a plus. plus. A plus. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> but we would love to know what any of our listeners think of Enter the Dragon and why it's an A for you too. Um, and if you also have any other interpretations as to the really bizarre mirror maze bathroom at the end of this film. And you can share any of those questions, comments, criticisms, or witticisms to the Video Junkyard Podcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Facebook at the Main Video Junkyard page or the Main Video Junkyard Podcast group. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Video Junk Pod, as well as on Instagram and Pinterest, I think, still. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It will, yeah, look on there. You'll find something interesting, I'm sure. Oh. Um, <laughs> it's going to be Mirror Maze Bathrooms. Yeah, there you go. If you want any DIYs. ideas on how to make your own Mirror Maze Bathroom, <laughs> For check a out Pinterest. <laughs> For a bird. Out of pallets. <laughs> and if uh, you can't get enough of the Video Junkyard podcast and you just need more, we do have a Patreon page with a uh, lot of different um, subscriber uh, benefits so jump over there at patreon.com uh, slash video junkyard podcast and check out some of the perks you get as a subscriber and uh, become an official member of the video junkyard podcast family uh, either way we do appreciate you uh, tuning in to the video junkyard podcast and hope you will continue to do so coming up on the podcast next week we're going to continue the series on uh well i guess it's action films kung fu films dr films with the word dragon in the title we're going to check out 1985's the last dragon um the following week we're going to check out the uh, i guess the original dune film from 1984 directed by david lynch and after that, a mystery film for our Thanksgiving special. That, uh, you'll have to tune in and find out what that is or, you know, click on it the day it comes out because it'll tell you right there in the title. But, uh, yeah, lots of other great stuff coming up in the as we float into no December. Jeez, it's going to be December soon. That's crazy. Yeah, wonderful. Well, we want to thank you for uh, checking out the Video Junkyard podcast. And if you've enjoyed it, we hope you'll also share it around and join us next time and for future episodes beyond that. And until then, this is Joe Peterson. I'm Eric Branson. I'm Ryan Seiskel saying... You have been listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast. I do wish we could chat longer, but I'm having an old friend for dinner. You just can't let them go? Go! Stay on the road. Keep clear to the moors. We want to take this opportunity to thank you for listening to the Video Junkyard Podcast and remind you to find us on social media on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast on Twitter at Video Junk Pod, and on Instagram as Video Junkyard Podcast, all one word. Want to thank you again for listening, and keep digging. Who knows what treasures you'll find in the Video Junkyard. 